Hi there. This episode contains cussing. There, I said it. Now hide your kids, grab some headphones or earbuds, because you're going to hear some MFs up in here. Well, let's get started. Welcome to Planet Noun, where it's all about the people, places, things, and ideas that teach us, prompt us to make a difference, and do more with what life presents. The glow up. Been hearing a whole lot about that lately. First of all, what the F is that? Well, intuitively, I know what it is, but I had to consult a reputable source. So the Urban Dictionary tells me the glow-up is when you go from whack-looking to gorgeous. Another definition is to rise to the top from the bottom of whatever aspirational ladder a person is climbing. The Free Dictionary's idioms section says something similar. Basically, it's a fantastic transformation that's very real. Now, who doesn't want the glow-up? I mean, who isn't fascinated by someone's rise from out of nowhere? The thing is, I've learned that it's hardly ever from nowhere. The folks you love and adore today, famous folks or maybe other people, have likely been working their tails off for years in order to get the results that are just now visible to bunches of people. Second thing, do you have a crush on it? Are you infatuated with the glow-up? Think about that for a second. Third of all, back to the first and second questions. Are you only interested in the final results, but not the uncertainty and hard work that are poured into the cracks, crevices, and time to get to all that radiance? Well, here's an inspiring story for all of y'all who have a dream and who are trying to get folks to catch wind of it with their belief. A lot more time-established shows and podcasts interview folks after their glow has started, and there is everything right about that, everything right with that. We humans learn and are inspired by story. It's helpful to know that someone who is now glowing had a little dust and grime along their journey and maybe even had to do some spit shining before being able to afford some real polish. Hearing those stories lets us know that persistence can have awesome results. But what about the folks who are somewhere in the middle, who are not quite at the top or quite at the bottom, but just somewhere in between? Well, today's guest took time off of his grind to talk to me. His name is Patrick Finnison, and he's one of many people chasing aspirations and sticking to them. If you've ever had a dream but have been intimidated because everyone else does too, and you think there's no way possible for you to achieve it, listen here. Singer, songwriter, actor, heck, researcher, business owner, whatever you are, whatever you want to be, Patrick Finnison says if you have that dream, the gifts to back it up, and are cultivating what you have, keep on going. Now, a little bit of background. Pat and I grew up together. We went to the same schools, would often see each other in church, too. He sang with his brother and sister. Now, singing for the Lord and making a joyful noise for doting parents and church elders and, you know, the deaconess. You know, singing when folks are telling you and encouraging you, sang church, friend. That's one thing. But striving for a dream when no one is doting believing or barely thinking you're worth a breath in your lungs. That's another. Pat starts our talk with his glimmer. The glimmer when he knew he was more than a singer who crooned gospel tunes behind a mic and behind a tie in church. When he knew he was born to perform. Patrick Finnison on Planet Now. Actually, yeah, the process was so incredible because me and my brother and my sister at young ages, I mean, my brother, he was singing at two 
Uh, I think he's the first thing he signed was sooner, very soon, like in front of a, uh, you know, and he just had that kind of confidence to do that. I came and started singing about three. My mother was has an awesome voice. Her voice is amazing. I give actually get my voice from her. And my sisters, you know, she came out and started doing her thing as well. So we we would sing every day. Like my mother would have us singing and just singing in, in the house. And I began to have a love for it. Uh, Ashley was singing a whole lot with my soul. Like I, I was singing like like I was Michael Jackson and when he got older. <laughs> but the, word, the words were coming out and I wouldn't say the word, right words. So I'd be like, it's okay, I got okay. And, you know, like, doing all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> and I was like, you can sing a song. I'll just be, you know, it was so, and I didn't know that as a child that I had soul. That soul was like, it, I felt the music within me. And when I got older, it became so natural. But through the church, when we started singing in the church, it actually gave us our confidence, the gift of singing for God and understanding his presence. And then when I got older, um, to touch on your question, I pretty much was, you know, I'm into the ladies. So it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> I just began to start, you know, connecting to my love side, my, my writing skills. I became a good writer as far as what, you know, I wanted to write about. So I was like, man, this is dope. I like the the way the cadences are, you know, the way the music goes this way, the way the beat pops. And that's why I became, you know, secular uh, singer as far as just, you know, and I still sing gospel songs because that's that's the root of where your where your strength comes from and where your your whole um, talent comes from. You know, God gave it to you. You have to always bless him with the gift. So another thing you do, you're also an actor and then you're also a um, a comedian. Now, I didn't realize when we were younger that you ain't got no sense. <laughs> we were older. I was like, wait, Kyle's little brother ain't got a lick of sense. <laughs> Where have I been? <laughs> hey, you know what? It's so crazy because I was always around y'all, you know, and right. like, I was, I followed my brother everywhere. Like, you know, y'all always used to be upset. Like, why does this keep coming to <laughs> <laughs> but that was my brother you know what I'm saying like we were so tight and the thing about it like singing acting and comedy I was I was I was always an actor when I was a kid I was in a couple of plays I was and I did a little like little, little small clips of movies and stuff like that and then I began to see how funny I was in front of my family but as a as a child growing up you know I was just I just would do it around the family shy around people I didn't know and didn't trust so I would I would just kind of like you know do it around the family but when I broke out, you know, are you getting high school and you become, you know, 11th grade, 12th grade, man, I, I became the craziest dude ever. And I, I really knew who I was. I found out who I was. So I was a person that loved to make people laugh. When you find out all the gifts that you have and know who you are, you your life becomes easier because you're not really trying to impress people. You're doing what you are. You can't do anything but who you are. So, you know, I became so comfortable with myself and I always was funny man I'm always cracking jokes and having people bust up and doing stupid stuff and <laughs> and then when I got older I'm just like man you know what excuse my French fuck everybody <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do this shit <laughs> <laughs> and that's why and that's the way I live because I mean people don't really understand like you know life is life is short man mm -hmm. it's short it's short and and if I've lost a uh, few people in my life close to me cousins you know uncles so me close to me so you know and, and just to see that they're not here living with me right now and just to you know i carry their name out and and try to do my best for them because they're not here you know what i mean mm -hmm. 
Yep. So it sounds like there was a block of time between you realizing, hey, this is who I am, and realizing that who you are can carry over into what you do for a living. So do you recall how much time elapsed between, hey, this is who I am. I'm an actor. I'm a comedian. I'm a singer. I'm all I'm all of the above. I'm this triple threat. How much time elapsed between the time you realized that and the time you said, well, you know, F everybody. I'm just going, I'm going for this. This is my <laughs> life. I'm going to live it. Right. Well, the time, I think between the times of, uh, of being through high school, when I got to high school, uh, my freshman year, I was still uh, a little shy in front of people, uh, but not shy in front of my family, but shy in front of people and kind of, then at my 10th grade year, started branding out, uh, you know, because you're going through those adolescent times and learning people and trying to figure out, you kind of insecure on things. And that's what the problem with kids, if you you don't have a uh, a father figure in I have a, I had a father figure growing up. Communication was cool, but I feel like, you know, sometimes you always got to be on that kid or try to give them that confidence. So when you get older, you start figuring yourself out like, man, people, what they told me that I couldn't do, I can do. What they told me that I wasn't supposed to do. No, I know I could do that. I feel that in my heart because we as people already know who we are when we're born. We feel it already in our souls and our systems. But what happens is we let the outside world tell us what we can and can't do and i'm i'm an outer believer of just being you know like i said fuck everybody i'm gonna do me i'm gonna do who i am and i'm gonna just do it you know whatever comes with it i'm gonna do it people are like oh yeah you do stand up man that's crazy you know i've had good nights on the stage and i have probably one fuck up on the stage but i'm mm-hmm. still doing it and i've still killed shows so it's like you know you either want to do it or you don't like you do things because you do them. You don't do them for um, you get. Yeah, we get we get accolades and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like you said, I found out who I was. So I did what I love to do. And that's that's basically just coming to grips with, hey, man, I'm not worried about what this person think or what this person think. I'm doing what makes me happy. It fills my soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with an excitement to just go out here and to make people smile, to, whether it's singing, whether it's doing something good on film, whether it's doing a play with uh, Melbourne Moore, anything I'm doing that's that's inspiring somebody, it makes me feel good. Those are the things that made me understand, like you, it was a point in time within that 11th grade all the way, I know I did all that talking, but 11th grade throughout all the, uh, and when I got to, you know, higher grades, 21, 27. But see, when I was became 27, it was another break between mm-hmm. then, that time, too, because mm-hmm. I had to go through another time of understanding who I was again because you become a duck. So every stage you, you, you start figuring things out. And then when you get to 27, 28, like, man, I'm incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like I am an incredible person. Like I, I can dialogue with people. I know how to help people. I know when people are going through stuff, I mentor kids. Like, I am, that's what you got to look at yourself. I'm incredible. God gave me so many gifts to do this, and I do them all well. Like, I mean, even some people in the industry, they, you know, a lot of people in these industries, I don't like the name drop, but they're afraid of the gift that you have because it's sometimes like I have a big personality. So people shy away. Uh, when I come in the room, it's a big personality. Hey, what's up? You know, Papa, well, I act like I've known you for 40 years. Mm hmm. And that's just my vibe because there's nothing but genuality in it. Mm-hmm. And some people don't know how to connect with that. Or they get scared of the fact of, no, he's not going to be able to 
Because the thing about anything, any corporate business, they want to control you. I, I want to control what he does or does this. When I have a company, I can't let him get out of line because everybody else will get out of line. But me, I'm just a free liver. <laughs> I live and I go with the wave and I enjoy life. Hey, that's so, what it's about. Because at the end of your life, you don't want, to me, it sounds like you don't want not one regret. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I ain't going to die. I, I make great decisions because I pray about it. But I say, I'm not going to be wild and, and, and acting a fool because, I mean, it's a wild and with some type of holdback to understand, like, hey, you know, I observe stuff, but have a good time. But I'm not going to live with shackles on me, you know, feeling like I can't do this. If there's something over there, I'm going for it. And it took a time period where. I sat back for five, 10 years where I took off time instead of, you know, just trying to figure things out. But when you get it, you just got to go for it, man. So, of course, we grew up together. We grew up in Los Angeles, California. And I think we both moved. I moved to the D.C. area and then you moved to the ATL. I think it was around the same time, 07, 08, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. I think I was, wait, we, you graduated from... You don't have to put no years out there. <laughs> no, I would never. I, I would never do that. I would never do that because I don't believe in the year stuff. I just believe that life is like it's expanding. Whereas as you continue to be here, you get experience. Amen, so, my man. That's right. It's, a, it's all about experience. As long as you don't look like you're ninety-seven, we good. <laughs> don't let nobody ever tell you that you owe, because that is not even that don't even make sense to me. My parents are getting old. They're mm -hmm. they're in their ages where they're they're limping a little bit and walking slow. That's old. Mm -hmm. When you still in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and you still able to do whatever you want to do, that's life, man. That's not old. You're actually at your your best part of your life because you understand life more. The only way you can understand life is to keep living. Right. Right. And I'm sorry, what, what was the question? I'd be going all off. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we moved, we moved to our respective cities, um, you to Atlanta, and then I moved to the D.C. area around the same time. So um, what took you to, to the ATL? So earlier, yeah, we talked about that break in time from you realizing, you know what, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do. And then it sounds like there was another another block of time. And then you turned around 27 and 28 and you said you had another, you know, another epiphany. And uh -huh. so what made you decide to, you know what, go ahead and jump in and move to the ATL? Because one thing I do, I do remember before you moved to Atlanta, this is when I really realized, oh, my gosh, Pat is like a performer performer. Because, you know, I knew you. I'm like, Pat, you know, he cool. He crazy. He ain't got no <laughs> sense. You know, he make, making people laugh. This is when I realized, oh, my gosh, he's really, he, he's hilarious. Oh, and then. um. But performing, I always only knew you in the performance arena in church. And then uh -huh. I think you had a concert with, uh, you opened for Tevin Campbell. I can't remember where. Yeah, Baby BB King. Yes, yes. You, uh, City Walk, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, that's what I realized. Okay, outside of being, you know, the comedian, the performer, you know, the friend slash performer that makes everybody laugh. But wow, this guy has presence on a stage. I did not, it, I, did, I didn't realize that until that performance at BB King. And so, what made you go from, you know, performing around LA to taking a leap and then going to Atlanta? That's an amazing question. That, that right there, uh, man, that's an amazing question. <laughs> so, this is what happened. What's so funny is people used to see me in church and I was more shy and 
chill in church and I didn't feel like I could move because, you know, that was that was God and I didn't want to be because I'm antsy. I'm always a moving person and just like especially when the stage is there. But when I'm on stage and I'm and the band is there, I mean, I, I lose it. Like that's this that's me at my life. That's like the only people that know me inside that saw me growing up knew that. It's like Michael Jackson where you see him walking around, he's chilling mm-hmm. and he's not really. But when he gets to that stage, he's a different person. That's me. Once the people are there and the lights is on, I will always perform. I will, even if it's basketball, the same way I'm going to put on the show. And when I had all that going on, like you said, I was open up. I opened up for Tevin Campbell. I opened up for John B. I was open up for Teacher Moses, Eric Robeson. I had all these shows going. And I actually was creating so much, just so much like fan base and, and just like promoting as far as myself is everything was growing to a higher level. Aloe Black was actually one of the performers that I performed with. And I didn't know for years. My brother said, man, that's Aloe Black when he came out. We were all in the same system, working and getting things done. And I left on a humbug, which was crazy. I should have stayed my ass down there because a lot of shit was going my way. But I had just broken up with uh, one of my, my girlfriend at the time. And that was like one of my real relationships. You know how you have a real relationship you should have had in your high school years? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you have it at an older age, if it, it messes you up a little bit because, you know, you put your whole heart and involved and you're not really paying attention to what's going on. It was still good. The girl that I, I still love, she, she was great, but I think we had differences. So it kind of hurt me. And I went on out to Atlanta because my boy Day, um, I know you probably know Day too. Yeah, he, I know Day. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like a brother to me. That's like that's like my brother. <laughs> so we he's a fool too. So you know I keep a lot of fools around me. So hey, ain't nothing like, wrong with that. Ain't, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, come moving on, on up. <laughs> come on now, see that girl go. I thought it was. I thought I'm about to watch a TV show. Let me turn it up. <laughs> so so yeah, I get on out to. Hey, he tell me to come out there. Yo, man, it's popping out here. It was it messed up my my grind and um, what am I trying to say in my momentum what I created out here because it was just a lot of things and I've been in so many different situations sitting down with record labels and things but I was creating a fan base and the base was growing in L.A. Yes, man, I had emails that time it was off of emails it was off of you know because you didn't have the point of Instagram you only had MySpace or it was emails I email you come out to the show and. I was getting opportunities and people were seeing me and telling me how dope my show was and da 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 da. And my whole band was mad at me because we were, like I said, we were creating momentum. But I went out there to try to get closer into the side, but you know, the industry wise, because they said the music was going crazy out there. So I, I went into a couple studios and, you know, I was at Ty, what's, what's the um, big boy studio for a minute? I was in a couple studios doing some stuff down there, writing. And I stayed down there a little bit too long because the grind of L.A. is totally different from Atlanta. Hmm, what's the difference? Uh, well, Atlanta's just like it's based off of who you know, just like you would know in L.A. But for me to come in from L.A., I knew already people because I grew up out here. And mm-hmm. just being able to get into those circuits is a faster pace. Atlanta's slow as far as, you know, performing-wise. You can't really, it's not really, not. they like to do a lot of open mics. I'm not an open mic performer. I like to put on shows. When you have an open mic, you have everybody sing, and, and it's cool to come up there and show up. But I like to put on a show, 45-minute show, practice with that band, put things together. And that's that was my type of thing. And out there, they didn't have that, so it kind of stopped me from getting on stage. I was frustrated. I mean, I went through so many different stages, being upset, and, and you know, because people don't see the behind the words. People always think that you just popped up. 
like, you know, I've been in this game for a long time. I know a lot of people and you just pop up from some, no, you got to go through this, this 14 year, 15 years sometimes just because of it's breaking you, becoming you, making you become that person to strengthen you as an artist, strengthen you as a person. Because if you want to be famous, that's not my, that's not what I'm here for, but that comes with it. You still have to learn how to be in that type of realm because it's a, it's a tough world out there. Like people ain't, you know, you got to have your fan base, but you're always taken away from uh, certain things as far as views as being a real person. Like I'm able to be a real person right now and understand life. So when things happen on, on the other side, you still know that there is a difference between fake and real. <laughs> and when you say the other side, you mean the other side of what? Well, just being entertainment. Like you, you, every time you step out the house, somebody knows you. Ah, uh, okay. So when you become that person that mm -hmm. you wanted to become, you're going to see a difference. Like, and that's what people see as the people that are famous right now. They, they see the difference because at one point, nobody knew you. Nobody even gave a damn about you walking down the street into a store. You buying a Starbucks and nobody, oh, yeah, you know, they don't know who you do. They don't know what you do until somebody else believes in you. Right. Now, when they believe in you, love you and do whatever, and now you have your, your, your gifts out there, that's what makes you become, you know, bigger and you become legendary. But before then, how many people stopped you when you walked into a room? I mean, some people come up to you and they say, man, you, you've been in something, haven't you? Or, God, you, this one guy came up to me and said, man, you're going to be a big movie star one week. The next week, another another girl told me the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's God confirmation. That's just God telling you that because he uses people. But at the end of the day, before that time, people always look at me and say, man, you, you, you're somebody. I know I'm somebody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're essentially telling you what you already know. But right, right, it's that right. thing about like the masses or people, lots of people understanding about you what you already understand about yourself. There you go. And the creative vibe that you put on yourself or what you what standards you hold for yourself, because it's what the way you look at yourself and mm -hmm. people are going to look at you the way you look at yourself. Now, the timing is up to God when God has his timing to put you where he needs to put you. But he has to take you through some steps before you get there. So while you're going through those steps, do you ever feel unsure of your decision say to move to Atlanta and because I, I know we were talking earlier you said you are pretty much on both coasts you know you're in LA at the time of this recording but you're going back to Atlanta so you know you moving and shaking yeah I mean I'm most of my time is out in LA right now I used to go back and forth like all like every in the month about two times a month but now I'm just more out here just grinding you know five months six months in because that's this is where I'm at you know I have to I have to, you know, make the best of where I'm at right now. And the city, the environment is working for me. And it's, it's some struggles. The process is crazy. But what I want to tell everybody out there that's a dreamer, that's a believer, and they want to become something, it's not it's not easy. It's not an easy path. It's not going to just come out and say, oh, I quit my job. And, and that's when you go through your struggle. That's when you become, if you hear anybody that's ever made it, they went through so much. You know, I... I was homeless and sleeping in the car when I went to Atlanta and stayed with my producer. These are a lot of stories that people don't hear, the things that you go through when you're going for something that people don't, and your family don't believe in it at all. So I don't have that backing, like, as far as, oh, no, get a job. Get, you know, uh, you, you're going to have to, you know, you can't do that. That's not going to happen. That's, you know, those are the type of things because and I'm not mad at any of them. 
because that's what they were taught. But when you're going for something, you know, and you believe in it, doesn't mean that everyone that's around you is going to believe in it too. Meaning you have to separate yourself. Not saying that you don't love your family, but you have to separate the environment because you need the energy of the people that think like you. If they don't think like you, why are you around them? I don't care if they're your blood, whatever. You come around them for certain parts of time. You love them, you hug them, you kiss them, and you got to go on about your business. Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for you. You can't blame anybody. When you go, when you get older, you be like, man, God damn, I should have did this. Oh, it was because my mother told me this. It was not. Nah, you sound like an old. <laughs> you sound like old. one of them old characters in your video. Drop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but you, sound, you sound like somebody that's just presenting life. And you, you know, you bitter as hell. You blame it, everybody, because you didn't do what you wanted to do. You let the outside world which I was talking about before we got on the phone, the outside world are the family members that are around you that don't believe in your dream and make them say that they, you you can't do that or you don't do that. I mean, I, granted, I have people that do have love for me and my family, and I love all my family. But when you don't think like, like like-minded people think alike, right? So I'm going to create an energy and environment of what people, if I'm, a, if I'm a comedian, why am I not hanging around people that don't, think about jokes every day hmm. mm-hmm. right or why yeah. am I, if i tell a joke and you laugh a little you're like ha, yeah that's cool but you don't give me no response back mm-hmm. that's not helping me as a comedian so i need to be around people that I always think as a joke looking at jokes oh that's funny or be to be to be at the comedy club mm-hmm. but even if i'm not performing just hanging around the comics because this is who i am as a comedian or even if i'm a singer why am i not hanging around people that love to sing or just you know, have that environment. Or even we don't have to hang around each other, but just pushing each other, know what it takes to get there. Right. Know what we're all going through. So it's, it's those type of things in life that I think people don't understand. It stops them from being who they want to be because you have to go around the people that are like you. And that doesn't say that you don't love your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your cousins. It doesn't say that you don't love them because, I mean, I love all my family 100%. But at the end of the day, if I'm going to think right, I can't be around somebody that doesn't think the same way I do mm-hmm. or, you know, doesn't have that push to say, oh, man, I'm glad you're doing this or don't, you know. And like I said, I have a lot of support in my family. We always had support growing up. But I'm saying as far as the, the two different sides of uh, what people don't understand is like different. If I work in corporate world and I do this, I don't understand what you do. So our conversations are totally different. You know what I mean? Yeah, got to be around folks that basically that understand and that are okay with the process and the journey that might not take two days. <laughs> it oh, might not take man. two years. <laughs> it's, it's, it may take a look. People look at you, they be like, really? <laughs> well, see, they don't understand it's a process. And you, it could be 20 years. It could be 15 years. Your timing is your timing. But your belief, and if you give up, that's on you. I mean, because I'm not where I want to be right now, but I will be. And I'm on my way. I have process. I said I have a progress. I mean, I see productivity. So if you're not seeing any movement and you're not making any progress, then you have to go back and rethink things and try to figure it out. But you're seeing progress in the in the direction that you want. Yeah. So while you are seeing this progress and you said, you know, it's taken it's taken some years for you. What keeps you motivated? You know, we grew up in church. Do you keep a stash of those little memory memory verse cards? <laughs> you pull out your pocket. I need motivation. 
<laughs> what kind, what kind you know what? I'm tell you, I listen to Tupac. Ride or die. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Wake up, nigga. No, let me stop. <laughs> Tupac wake me up in the morning, like nigga. Wake up, wake up. Nigga. The world take over the world. I said, nigga, I thought you was dead. I thought you was dead, nigga. You still talking to me? <laughs> Man, oh my Tupac. God. So, nah, it's, it's not. Let me stop. <laughs> but it's like, this is what keeps me going, really, to be honest with you. What really keeps me going is just because, like I say, I have my days, man. I go through my struggles, my trials and tribulations. When God builds you, breaks you down, and builds you back up, and you still don't know, oh, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing, God? Like, is this supposed to happen? Because you have those doubts, man. You have, we human beings, we have doubts. We have things that we, oh, man, why isn't it happening? The timing, and you go through all these questions in your brain. But what happened with me is that I became what I'm learning right now as we speak is prayer. Just, just, just prayer. Waking up in the morning, acknowledging the fact that God is God. Acknowledging the fact that you have good health, you have a right mind, you're, that you're able to touch people through the gifts that he's given you. Acknowledging him that and meditating on that and then praying because he already knows the desires of your heart. So prayer and hard work and dedication to what you want to do, he's going to give that to you. But without you connecting with him because it's bigger than you, obviously the purpose is bigger than you. It's about bringing his people to him and even if you plant a little seed in people's brain about who god is and walk away because you know the church likes to argue i'm good on that shit you want to tell somebody what they're supposed to be doing supposed to be doing this that's the messed up thing about what we the way we grew up mm -hmm. what upset me is i'm not going to tell you what you're supposed to be doing because i'm not god and your your vision and your life is totally different from mine hmm. so where your road is is not my road Mm -hmm. The only thing I could do is plant a seed in your brain and say, God does this for me and God made me do this and God is this. And that's the seed that you plant. And so it's possible that... to plant that seed after you say, exactly. <laughs> motherfucker, listen to me, motherfucker. Because <laughs> that is the main thing about everybody. They want to try to change. You ain't no better. And God didn't put you on a stand and, and say that you can judge people. He didn't give you that authority. You know, we're still working on ourselves each day. So, you know, and God would always say, like, you know, if you had faith as big as a mustard seed, right, just that small amount of faith, God will bless you. And we can't even have that sometimes. Ooh. Imagine that small of faith, that small. And we still don't believe like you could put I could put something in front of your face right now. I could put and say, this is what's going to get you to where you need to be going. Mm -hmm. And you're going to in a year, you're going to be this. You're going to do this. Da, 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 da. And you can look at me and you'd be like, you see the process and be like, man, this can happen. But your belief is not really in it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't happen for you. It's like, oh, I'll come back to you. And Are you sure you, you ain't supposed to be a preacher or a motivational speaker? Because uh... well, That's what I do. That's what I do, too. But I do that on the side. But <laughs> I do that, too. But I, I mean, it's, it's just so many gifts that God given me. So it's kind of like I, I don't know where to go with them. I just be all over the place. And then it's like, but that part of it is the truth. Like, you know, people don't believe. I can tell you what it is. But you don't believe your belief stops you from getting your blessing. Your unbelief, sorry, your unbelief stops you from getting the blessing hmm. by not having the faith. And going back to the point of what people are saying and planting the seed in their brains about and how I'm becoming who I am today is because I'm going to continue to work hard. 
and I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask God where he wants me to be. And that's what's going to get you over the hump. I mean, because the gifts and talents is what God gave us all. Mm-hmm. What keeps us on another level is how he wants to bless us through our faith. If you don't have that belief, you might as well go sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> yes. I'm being real. I don't like the, yeah. I don't like the sugarcoat shit. I mean, these, these church people and all that shit, I don't sugarcoat nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you like it is. If you don't want to do the right things, go sit your ass down somewhere. Not in my house, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't sit out in my don't sit out in my spaces. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Go 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 somewhere where you where I can't see you because I don't want I don't want that energy around me. <laughs> my energy is man, my energy is so live and, and and trying to you know all I want to do is see people do good. That's one thing I don't have in my heart is hate for people. I love, and I tell people, every person I meet, I say, man, you get, you got the talent to do this. And I see it in them before they even see it. They said, like, really? People be saying, I said, I see it right now. And I know it's up to you, though. God gave me a gift to see what people's talents are. Wow. And all I do is keep trying to flourish and water that and put water on that plant. Everyone and doesn't do that, though, because, you know, some folks can recognize a gift in others, but be intimidated by it. There you go. And that's what we talked about earlier, like the intimidation of this industry. I've never had, like, the people I hang around with, just like Rob, sick with it. That's my guy. So we don't have hate for people. We don't have hate. We're constantly helping people. We're constantly showing love towards people. And it's not about giving something, something to somebody. Say, oh, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. No, it's about uplifting them, planting the seed. I mean, believe in yourself. You got it. Wow. Because if not, you have not, that, that, you can't pay for that. <laughs> you can't pay for that. I'm not going to give you a job or I say I can do this. But if I can't help you and put you in an opportunity, that's cool. See, this thing, thing about people that I call big bros in my industry sometimes, too, it's not even about that. Knowledge is more than anything. Then you just giving me something. You can uplift me in different ways. Keep doing your thing, uh, little bro. Keep doing this. That I, I'm going to keep your mind on a positive energy note because I know what you're going through. Hmm. And I'm going to show you love. Recall, I have no hate in my heart. And if I have a little hate and I thought it was hate, I would pray it out of my system because that is something that I I do not want. I want to see everybody do good. And it's not even about money. It's not about that. It's about uplifting that person, the person next to you, Mm -hmm. planting the seed. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. So let's talk about, I saw a video, drop it. And that was Uh released on uh, YouTube. And Okay, so I was looking at the opening scene and I said, this got Pat stamped all over it. The old dudes, I was reminded of the folks who would, <laughs> who would be sitting on crates on Avalon and Imperial. <laughs> Little drunk sound just cuss you out for no reason. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you know, these dudes were suited and everything and sitting at the bar. So talk about that storyline. The storyline is, I lo- love the storyline, but the the beginning and the end parts have me crying with laughter because you ain't got no sense. And I mean yeah. that in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> but um, uh, to be honest with you, man, I, I shoot all my music videos like movies because I want to touch on the fact of my gift that God has given me to act. So what I do is I go on these little, you know, I think, you know, and I start creating. And before I did this movie, like I did my other movie, like, uh, I mean, I, my other video, I did like a movie. I think about little scenarios. And the other one was more serious. It was a drama. This one's more comedy. So I was like, I sat back home and I was thinking like, man, it'd be dope. You play these old roles and, you know, dreaming about what happened or where I was when I was younger. Uh, but acting like, you know, I'm singing it right now and, 
and it just came up and I kept coming up with ideas and I sat down with my buddies, uh, the two guys that were in the video, which were funny as hell too. I have a question about something else that was in there as well, but keep going. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We cool, we cool, we cool. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, those guys are hilarious. So we sit down and we chop it up and we throw ideas back and forth at each other. And when we set on set, we just let it happen. I mean, with actors, man, and people that, you know, improv, I improv very well. So I just do that with people at a, on a daily. I may be at a, a part-time job talking to people, just make up characters and, you know, just do stuff just to get reactions and see how I can react back. And when I got to set, man, we knew the scenario, we knew the story, and we just went on it. And we already knew what was going to happen. We already went over it, rehearsed it, and we just let it be. And, you know, we come up with stuff within the scene. I love comedy so much because you could do so many things in that. And you will say something so funny, you have to help yourself not laugh because there's other people there. And they may say something back to you that you're not ready for. <laughs> so with that said, who came up with the rhinoceros mammary milk? <laughs> oh, man. The, I said, my boy, got that crazy. <laughs> David, David, the, David Rodriguez, that's the one behind the bar. He came up. That's his character. He went in on his character. Like, he, he knew his character. And he said, man, you know, it'd be funnier. You know, regular drinks are cool. Because we always talk about he's a bartender. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, I'm going to come up with something different. And that was his own, you know, he came up with that. And we just, you know, we went, we added on to it. We just came up with, you know, and just gave him feedback and we went back and forth with him. So, you know, that's, that's kudos to him and for him just being a great actor and, and, you know, just being up on point of his game. Like, so we all, we just, everybody brings something to the table. You know what I mean? And of course, you know, you'll have to see that on YouTube. I'll provide links, uh, a link to that video. But that yeah, go is... see that. Quit playing. Go see that. Everybody, man, I need the numbers. <laughs> that was hilarious. And uh, I, you know, I had to look this up. It turns out that that's actually the skimmest milk on the fat spectrum. That's according to an article I pulled up from Smithsonian Magazine. So that actually wow. had me dying, too. <laughs> wow. Research, boy. You, hey, look, that's one thing Leah's going to do. She's going to research, boy. <laughs> I said, you know what? I don't, I don't know much about this. Let me, let me find out. <laughs> we were like, like, you were so good in school. I was like, man, I need her in my class right now so I can cheat on her. Just cheat. Ooh. Just, <laughs> just look, I had, look ooh, I had a low point, though. I had some low points that I nobody know had. about except the people at the school. <laughs> but see, but you were so into it. You know what I'm saying? You took it so seriously. And I think the pressure sometimes when you didn't do what you wanted to do it got to you but at the end of the day we knew how smart you was on everything on everything and i was like man i need somebody sitting right next to me right now in class so i can copy the paper <laughs> <laughs> yeah my junior year in high school you don't want to copy me because ooh, ooh. Boy, you just was you just was going through a little situation but we knew what you was at no way oh see that's the good thing about talking to folks who know you from back in the day man we know how smart please man i'm I was like, man, Liz got it all, bro. Y'all, y'all, I don't know how y'all not doing it. So I was like, man, it's just, it's just everybody goes through those times, man. We all, we all human. That's the fact that people got to understand. You got to allow yourself to be a human being. You mm-hmm. got to allow yourself sometimes to be a human being. Recognize it's not a failure. It's just only experience and it's, it's a mistake and you, you get better. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing that lag on or, cause what a lot of people hold them back from being what they want to be today is their past hmm. they still they're still living in their past mm-hmm. they're still living in their disappointments they're still living in the things that didn't happen um today is a new day if you didn't know that 
<laughs> oh, it's only going to be the day that you're listening to this. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it's not. It's this is a new day. Like tomorrow is another day. And what you had in the past, you look at all the good things that happened in the past. Like, but you can't live in the past anymore. You're you're constantly growing every day. If you're not constantly growing every day, you wake up. You're you're doing yourself a disservice. So as a human being, you understand that you are human. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna fall. But if you always keep getting back up and dusting yourself off, you always gonna have a chance. And just realize that you will have a chance at doing what you want to do. And you gotta go full force without limitations, without doubt, without fear. Force. You gotta go all the way in, thinking, that, "Oh, I did mess up yesterday. People may think I'm this way." I, let me tell you a story. I was on Steve Harvey, his radio show. Oh, okay, okay. At one point, and people—not not too many people—knew about this. But I used to have, you know, my Facebook was blowing up so big, so big at the time. And one of my business partners, which still works with me, she's like my assistant. She said, you should go on this. I was like, I really don't like to do this because I don't like to be singing other people's songs. So my preparation was like, I'll F it, I'll go on it. And I didn't learn the song that well. It was, um, I think, Hearts of Fire. Hearts of Fire. Oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire, right. So I start off, this is crazy. It's like a little contest on this radio station. This is live and it's and it's being recorded. I get on and I get the I get the first three lyrics right. And then I totally forget the rest of it because then I'm just humming and, and not when I first started singing, they was like, Oh my God, he you know, he has a voice. And then when I kept going, it became a laughter show because I lost the lyrics and that was that type of show. Mm-hmm. So in some people's eyes, they thought that was a failure hmm. because I did not know the words. And they all were making jokes, and that was funny and was laughing. And I lost a couple of fans off of that or whatever, whatever. People came to me, man, you think it's over? I looked at them fools like, are you fucking crazy? Do I think it's over? <laughs> See, this is how people think. This is why they never get nowhere. Because I'm a person with no fear. I do not care what a motherfucker thinks about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do what I got to do to get where I need to get. I know my gift and talent. So when I fucked up, yeah, I was disappointed. I was like, man, I shouldn't have went on. If I was going to go on, I should have been prepared. But it wasn't going to stop me from doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Because I don't give a damn what you think. I know my gift. So the only ownership is on me to mm-hmm. correct what I did. Because everything in life is a process. It's, it's moving forward. Oh, I don't want to do that again. Do you do better today? But people stay in the past of what happened in 1967 uh, and whatever went on in their life, if you can let go of those things and see the process and the blessing in front of you, guess what? That's when you start knowing what life is all about. Learning and growing. Yeah, and that's why I brought up that because it was a, it was a situation where, you know, I failed. And it was not really a failure to me. It was, it was a mistake on my part of preparation and understanding that, okay, you don't want to go on the show, but you should learn something better than what you did. It wasn't your vocals. Your vocals was on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, this is a show that makes people laugh to make a fool of them. That's what it, that's what the show's all about. So you, so you did make people want. laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you did what, and I'm a comedian, <laughs> so it was, it was fine to me. Uh-huh. But, uh, you did what they wanted you to do. That was the show was all about. And people always, and then I look at those things like people would never forget that show. So my face will always be somewhere. Where can we find that? <laughs> 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 and I don't mind it pulled up because you know, like that's not me. Like I know my gift, so it's and it's comedy not... is also your gift. Thank you. You know it. And when you when you, I'm just trying to get people like what if they listen when they when they listen to this, 
just to understand, like, you are not what you've done, even if you know, when you know your gift and your talent, it's all about you preparing and becoming better and not doing that again, because nothing stops you. Like, people say, well, you think it's over. Nothing's over unless you say it's over. Hmm. That's because somebody else said or somebody thought that you did that. I don't care about these insecure motherfuckers out here. <laughs> All these insecure motherfuckers that you think are really secure ain't secure. Mm-hmm. They, they look like it. They talk a big game. Like, you know, I, I'm going to tell you something. And I know I'm going on rambling. but Someone needs this, to hear what you have to say. And it might be I'm gonna me. Drop a jewel. <laughs> I'm going to drop a jewel on you. I'm going to drop a jewel on you. There are people that believe in the educational system so much which is the most criminal system in the world that have robbed so many motherfuckers in this world you go to school at high school right now granted college is great for some people some things but college ain't for everybody and the reason i say that when you pick a a major and you don't even know what you want to be when you first come in there you pick a major and you say oh this is what i want to do now why are you doing that you, you went into school and no debt. You come out of the college system with a lot of debt. And some people come out without degrees because they didn't know who the fuck they was. Now, if you're a nurse, doctor, uh, lawyer, certain things like that, these are things that you really have to learn as an educational system that's going to help you in this world, which I, I don't mind. But when you're going in there, you don't have a clue. Like acting, entertainment, those are great things to go to school for because you, you're, you're getting your craft and this is what you want to do. There's a lot of majors out there that, that are not valued where you can get a job right after you get out of school. Mm-hmm. The object is to get a job when you go to college, but you come out of college with debt, and you don't have a job. So that's Pat's view on a whole lot of things. And look, being the church-steeped folks we are, well, we aren't necessarily there every week anymore, but hey, it's part of who we are, and every now and again, a praise break or a marination moment might just be necessary to let a poignant good word sink the hell in. Be right back. Mm-hmm. Somebody need to listen. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's for somebody out there, you know. Everybody else thinks the way, but that's for somebody. I'm going to give it to you raw and real. I don't be playing games. I don't care who you are. You passed it. I don't care. I'm going to give it to you raw and real. I mean, I've always that's the problem with me. I've always, I've never been a fake motherfucker in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Never. And that was the problem with me getting in a lot of trouble growing up. Yeah, um, and in churchy environments, I, I can see how that happens. So now that Pat and I are done acting a fool, here's where to find him. He told me he has a new name on social media. He got a new name over in glory. And it's his, yeah, his, his. Uh, sorry, uh, church is uh, coming out my pores again. Let's get to Pat. Here's where to find him. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I just changed my name. <laughs> so What's your name? Yeah. What's your name, man? What's your name here? <laughs> Instagram, Real Patrick Neal. It's R-E-A-L-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. N as a Nancy, E-A-L. And my Facebook fan page is this, is Patrick Neal. But my actual page is still Patrick Fenderson. So, you know, I have those two different ones. If you look on YouTube, you can pull up some files. Or you can find a video on uh, line with my name, Patrick, Drop It, which is the uh, music video slash short film. Mm-hmm. And you can find the other video, which is not over you, 
uh, Patrick Fenderson too as well. And I don't really put up my stand up, but I have some stuff on Instagram with little clips because I don't like people stealing my stuff. So I just put up little clips, but it's a lot of stuff going on. I got a lot of skits that I haven't put out yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we on our way. We just out here grinding, trying to build the team that I want. And I'm uh, just trying to have a positive mind. Uh, so all those artists out there doing their thing, keep doing your thing. Don't give up. Don't listen to what people say. Don't even listen to your mama, your daddy telling you that's just not the right way because you know what your heart believes and you just go for it. I mean, you go for it with all your heart. There's no plan B. People always want to tell you about some plan B. It's only one plan. And that's the plan in your heart. That's plan A. And hopefully I can in- inspire somebody out there to do what they love in their heart because you only got one of them. Live that shit to the fullest, man. I don't care what you say or nobody say. Just live it to the fullest. And I don't want to curse no more, but I'm about to say fuck everybody. <laughs> that's a perfect place to end. <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> well, not, I don't want to say fuck everybody. Fuck the people that don't believe in Thanks for listening to Planet Noun, where it's all about the people, places, things, and ideas that teach us, prompt us to make a difference, and do more with what life presents. That's Patrick Fennison, a childhood friend of mine, grinding to make his dream reality. And to me, he represents a whole lot of folks who are doing their thing, perfecting his craft. He's warming up for his glow up. If that's you too, just keep striving until your goals are realities. Read more about Pat at PlanetNown.com. I'm Liz Anderson, host of the Planet Noun podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. So stop on by, leave a comment, and rate the show. Oh, and about that hard work and those goals that you're working on, thanks for stopping by for this break. Honey, it's time to get back to it. Thanks again for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Until next time, take care.